0: Welcome to the latest edition of the Giants Hangout, presented by Crestron, a proud partner of the New York Giants. Each and every week, we recap the previous game. We also look ahead. Lance Meadow, Howard Cross, or Salzburg with you. As the Giants make it now three wins in a row, outlasting the Packers 24-22 to thanks to Randy Bullock's 37-yard field goal, at the end of regulation, and the Giants pick up where they left off prior to the bye. So, as we do each and every week, we'll focus on three themes. Tommy DeVito's legs, the overall offensive production, as they were able to put three touchdowns on the board, as well as those takeaways, which just continue to pile up 14 now in the last four games, 12 during this three-game winning streak. All right, gentlemen, let's start off the festivities. And, Howard, I want to start with you because – Green Bay coming in had Rashawn Gary, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. He was leading the way. We didn't even mention his name on Monday night. And I think a big reason was because of Tommy DeVito's legs. There were so many close calls, but he was able to extend plays and turn that into positives. And one of the things we talked about in previous weeks was him taking sacks or the sacks overall piling up. They did not take one sack. And they didn't have many negative plays, and I think when you look at the flow of the game, Howard, that was huge. Considering they had two touchdown drives of seventy-five yards.
1: Yeah, I think you know you got a hats off to Kafka. Kafka called a great game last night. He mixed it up a lot, Uh, something we haven't seen a lot. You know, I guess they were trying to get Tommy more acclimated to playing playing in the offense. He's been here since the summer, I know, but you know, starting and being able to call the plays and getting the plays into him on time and being able to communicate it to the guys. It looked like they had a you know a smooth running operation, which was great. His legs did help him a lot, and I think that's more in the in the basis of a lot of those plays you see him running are called runs. Like he has one check, two check, and he calls they call him out for the run. The, the big part of that is that Green Bay didn't blitz. Uh, they didn't bring a lot of guys they try to go just you know you know one-on-one blocking they figured that the offensive line of the giants was was poor so they could get there with their four down guys and leaving huge gaps from the run through playing man-to-man on the back end when everybody turns your back to the quarterback and you, if you get any pressure whatsoever you're going to get five to ten yards automatically
2: you, you know uh, howard you bring up a good point because sitting in the press box last night i'm saying as i'm watching i'm saying Geez, you know They're not blitzing uh, Tommy. And I was saying to myself, I mean, you know, from a coaching standpoint in their minds, did they think, well, this is a young guy and he's going to make poor decisions and we're going to let him force the ball and not pressure him that way. I don't know if that was the thinking, but it did work out.
1: Sometimes sometimes guys think, you know, coordinators think we'll kill him with coverage. Uh, he, He won't be able to figure it out. Just looking out there. But that's just not the case. You got guys running open. Uh, a lot of the passes were to the outside, which which causes the teams to be in chase mode a lot. Uh, crossing patterns, chase mode for for defenses. Uh, they're in you know being in zone is not the greatest thing all the time, and or man to man. If you're only rushing four guys, rushing four guys give quarterbacks a lot of room and usually a lot of time to make plays. And the, the tapes out on Tommy. You give him time, he'll be able to throw the ball to the the open receiver. Guys will get open eventually.
0: Well, and I think what we're talking about is another example of him also making good decisions. He didn't turn the ball over, and that's a big part of why they've put together this three-game winning streak. Green Bay also struggled immensely in stopping the run coming into this game. 30th in the NFL, gave up 136 yards, and I think the Giants probably were saying to themselves also, if we could take advantage of that, then we're not going to put ourselves in a position, whether Howard the Packers blitz or not, for them to come after the quarterback. And that was key. Whether they were design runs by Tommy DeVito, they were him altering things based on what Green Bay was presenting, or Saquon Barkley, this team did run for over 200 yards on Monday night. And what they did was they took advantage of what a lot of other teams have been able to do against the Green Bay Packers. And that's not something that we've talked about very often over the course of this season as well. Making a team pay for its weakness is what I'm getting at.
2: Yeah, You, you, know, you, you, just, you know, you you talk about the running game, and, and you're right, but I got to tell you, at, you know, a lot of Saquon's yards came later. There was one point, I think, at the, at the end of the first half or around that time where the Giants had over 100 yards rushing and Saquon had just like about 20 of them. To me, that was impressive. And, you know, listen, Breeder ha- had a couple of really nice runs. It was just, listen, it was a good performance. And, you know, when we talk about the offense and and, and DeVito's legs, you know who got the game ball last night? Dable gave the gu- game ball to the offensive line. That was his choice. So, I, I mean, uh, listen, you know, Howard said something at the beginning of the season. I wasn't sure if I agreed with him, but I'm going to agree with you now, Howard. Howard said because of the schedule, you know, they could be worse record-wise than they were last year and still make improvements. We're, and the the injuries aside, we know what the injuries are. But that aside, we are seeing that improvement now. The record may not be what it was, but I, I have to tell you, we are seeing the improvement. You know, where's where's all that inner turmoil and, and and the rift and tension that was calling the dem- ca- going to cause the demise of the Giants. Nobody's talking about that now, which is always right. usually a lot of bull.
1: The, you know, when you win games, everything looks a lot looks a lot prettier. I, I think the offensive line did a good job. Uh, with what we like say Kafka was kind of kind of really dealing a lot of plays when you saw run plays. You saw people trying to run to the outside, the extra linemen. In the game, sometimes the extra line pulling, uh, that worked a couple of times. And then when they started to slow, you know, slow it down, you had the window Robinson, uh, you know, uh, inside reverse, outside reverse. Those plays also stretched. By the time Breeder had gotten the game, the defense was doing they were they were doing to Green Bay, what Green Bay were doing was doing to them early. A lot of window dressing, a lot of motion, a lot of movement, just checking where the linebackers are going. And they couldn't get in position, so they wound up playing zone and giving up, you know, giving up runs later in the game because all the running around had gotten them confused.
2: Howard, what was it like down on the field last night? Because up in a press box, you think you could tell, but you can't. I saw, in particular, from Jordan Love. Jordan Love did not have his best game. I saw quite a few of his passes kind of sailing, float, float, floating. You know, either too high or off target. Was it very windy down there? It, it was windy, but. I, I got
1: to admit I mean you know Jordan Love being from Green Bay you wouldn't think this he had a very hard time holding on to the ball I mean so when he's throwing it the ball's coming out of his hand it was fluttering it it was just going off go, going offline, line like not just a little bit a lot and I'm like and like is he is the ball too cold is his hands wet like we I couldn't figure it out I mentioned it during the broadcast cuz it was it was noticeable that he was doing it and he kept looking down at his hand as if like, I, I, that one slipped, too. So that that was something that was, that was hurting him, uh, the Packers last night that, you know, I don't know if they picked up on it on TV, but he was visibly, you know, frustrated with his hand and his grip on the ball.
0: Yeah, there were several third-down conversions specifically on each of Green Bay's first two drives where the Packers' target had separation on the Giants' defender, and Jordan Love's throw was, to your point, either too high, too wide. There was another one where he was trying to get Jaden Reed out in the flat, he completely dribbled, overthrew him.
1: Yeah, dribbled, dribbled one to guys. I'm like, okay. I'm like, and I, I couldn't figure it out. I, I, don't know. Maybe the the turf was a little moist, and he was just picking up a bottle. It was a little bit damp or something. Whatever it was, he looked at his hand. Several the the interceptions, he just kept looking down at his hand as if to say, like, okay, what's going on here? So I don't know if if you know his fingers were cold or again he plays in Green Bay. Maybe this because okay. of this. This is his real first year of starting. When the weather gets a little chilly, maybe that maybe that has something to do with it. But I have no idea why you know he was having a hard time. And, and the wind was blowing, but not so much so that it, that it was like this, disrupting the entire game. I mean, I think the, the first couple uh, field goal kicks by each guy, you can see the wind was blowing It pushed the ball to the same direction both for both kickers.
0: Well, and he did regroup on that last touchdown drive, probably was his best drive of the game, and he made some great throws, including the touchdown pass, ultimately, that gave them the lead. But I think, speaking of what Russ was talking about, the caliber of competition, and Howard, you brought this up multiple weeks, this Green Bay team, not an elite team. We're not putting them with the Cowboys, the Niners, and the Eagles and the Lions, but above the Patriots and the Commanders, I would argue, who they played each of the last few weeks. And Jordan Love, one of the hottest quarterbacks in the NFL, eight touchdowns, no interceptions in his last three games. I think it says a lot about the defense to fluster him a bit. Whether the weather contributed or not, Howard, they didn't allow him to get into that rhythm and that flow. And they were also able to take the ball away from him, which he had been really good in avoiding. As I mentioned, no interceptions. They got a pick off of him with Jason Pinnock, and they were also able to recover a fumble from him.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, that that uh, a lot of that's luck, a lot of that's the guy that, that you're playing against. The fumble was a great play. They got to him early, they got it before he got on the ground, they ripped the ball out. Uh, yeah, uh tibedown tibedown, tibedown. Tibedown, yeah. tibedown, tibedown, pulled it out, so that's great. The interceptions, dude, like he, for whatever reason, I have no no I'm not making an excuse for love at all. He just could not hold on to the ball. There were three dropped interceptions or two dropped interceptions that could have gone to the house. And it's just because. He couldn't – the ball was just fluttering out of his hand. It looked like he was throwing grapefruits out there instead of footballs.
0: <laughs> Orange no, yeah. would have been okay as well. But go ahead, Russ. Yes.
2: No. I, I mean, you listen, uh, you mentioned uh, Thibodeau. Let me tell you, for, for a guy, some of that silliness earlier in the season being maligned, but, you know, on talk radio or whatever, let me tell you something. We're talking about a young man that, you know, could very well end up with 15-plus sacks. This season, I think he's got 12 now. I mean, he has been outstanding. He he had a big tip last night that, you know, was another one that uh, wasn't far from, you know, somebody else going into somebody else's hand. But you know, you're you watching a whole defense, as you mentioned. Listen, it was nice to see Aziz healthy back in the lineup, him getting a sack. And I, I, I'll tell you, a guy, you know, Wink Martindale said it. Earlier this season, and the more you watch him play, the more I have to agree. A guy as big as Dex should not be that athletic. He is one terrific football player. Here's the best part about Dexter: he was on a pitch count last night, so he wasn't. He wasn't right.
1: And every time he went in, it looked like he was doing something. I think at one point when they got the sack, I think it was him and Thibodeau shared it. Or him and O'Jalari. I can't remember which, which guy was the second guy. On yeah, the it was
0: O'Jalari. It was he, it was like he and OG. Yeah.
1: He actually looked at the lineman and says, I'm coming. Like, just right in front of the guy. I'm like, who says it at, at D tackle? Like I'm coming now. Like they're like, okay, let's see what happens. He just runs the guy over and it goes and sacks the quarterback. I'm like, that was impressive. So uh, you no, know, he's having a great year. I uh, know a, a, a quiet but really steady player that, that we we talk about sometimes. We should talk about more uh, uh, Dante Banks. This kid oh. is having a season. He is able to make plays all over the field. He's able to. He doesn't seem to panic puts himself in good position, has good makeup speed, so he gets in himself, you know, he knows where the ball's going to be, which is really impressive. The pass he batted down last night was was a clear evidence of how talented, how smart this kid is. He was slightly beat, uh, slightly out of position, you know, speeds up to get himself back in position. Instead of hitting the receiver, waits and looks back for the ball to knock it down. He knows they're at the back of the end zone. There's no place else for, for the ball to go
2: not only his talent but you you know howard listen you were the player here that you could attest to this there are things you can teach to me there's one thing you can't teach uh maybe it comes with experience but you can't teach poise Mm -hmm. and as a rookie as a young guy he displays a lot of poise he doesn't get rattled if things don't go his way he's right back up again making a big play the next time around very impressive very impressive draft pick by joe shane very very impressive.
0: Well, he has great instincts. And the other thing to me that's impressive about Deontay Banks, and you don't always see this out of young corners, is what they did in college is transferring over to the NFL. What was he known in Maryland? He was known for being a great cover guy. Well, what are we seeing thus far? We're seeing really good coverage skills. And, Howard, you were describing the play he made in the end zone. Jordan Love probably could have put a little bit more on the throw to help his receiver. But still, Deontay Banks in perfect position, to knock the ball away and prevent all of a sudden momentum from swinging it. It seems as if every single game we're seeing Banks get his hand on the ball. I mean, also his tackling on Monday night. Let's not overlook that. I mean, he was in position to prevent some additional bigger explosive plays, whether they be on the ground or through the air. And tackling for a corner is probably a facet that they don't get much credit for. But you need those guys to be willing, number one, and also then execute on the tackling front.
1: You know, at six foot tall and roughly 200 pounds or better, he's almost the size of a, of a, of a good side of safety. So he's not going to have a problem getting you on the ground if he hits you on the outside. And when he comes in, he comes in, you know, with his whole body to make a hit on guys. So you you would think that, you know, corners don't usually do that. They're usually, you know, more concerned by covering and interceptions and everything. But if you catch the ball in front of him, you better buckle up because he's coming to lay that wood.
2: Yeah, brought I, I, up, yeah go, ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say you brought up poise with respect to Deontay Banks. And I think it's also very fitting to describe Tommy DeVito within well, those confines, because well, he was another uh, guy that handled himself quite well.
2: I, I, I'll tell you something. And we mentioned this the past couple of weeks, giving kudos to uh, uh, Dave's. Because they brought Tommy along. His first game in, he hardly threw the ball. They brought him along slowly. You know, as Dave says, listen, you know, as your old coach, uh, Howard Parcells would say, let's not put him in Canton just yet. However, he's brought him along slowly. You could see his poise developing. Uh, You could see his confidence developing. But to me, even more important than that, his teammates have confidence in him. You could see this when things go wrong. Their shoulders don't slump after the fumble, by Saquon, I was looking at the, the guys on the field, and you know what? Their attitude is all right. Let's go get. Let's go fix this. Let's make something happen. And with that buck thirty-three, and the ball gets put in in uh, uh, Tommy Cutlett's hands. Let me mm-hmm. tell you something. You could sense the whole atmosphere on that team right down the line was okay. Let's go get this. Let's finish this off. Yeah, it poise is something that, um, I, as I say, I don't think you can teach it, but it does become infectious if one guy has it, they breed off one another. Howard,
1: um, uh, yes, that's 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 a big part of the game. I think also you have to realize that Tommy's the benefactor now of having someone really healthy behind him that knows the offense. So now they're going to allow Tommy to do more stuff. Uh, that's what you saw some of the, the running with the legs and stuff when before. They just didn't really want him to run. We didn't know if we had another guy. I think Matt Barkley or somebody was waiting in the wings. They're like, okay, we're, we're, we've gone through enough quarterbacks. Let's see if we can keep this guy healthy. Now the tie rod's healthy and, and ready to go. They're like, okay, Tommy, we can let you run the ball a little bit more. It gets down to that. Now, now that it's down to the to the you know the the, the final drive, it's, it's more about not just Tommy will he run. Now guys have to pay attention to him when, as he's standing back there in the backfield. They still aren't blitzing him. They're not blitzing him, giving him an opportunity to throw the ball down the field. And the receivers are doing work for him. They're getting open.
0: And that, to me, is the key, Howard. I'm glad you brought that up because I think as impressive as Tommy was, we also need to give credit to the guys stepping up for the quarterback. And two guys in particular I think deserve credit. Number one, Wandell Robinson, who probably had his best game this season and started to show more and more of those flashes we saw. Prior to the torn ACL. It reminded me a lot about that Lions game guys. When he had hundred yards last season. As he got hurt. Because he made that big catch and run. 32 yards. That put him in field goal range on the last drive. And there were so many other plays. And then Isaiah Hodgins on a scramble drill. In the end zone. Sticking with his quarterback. It's third down. And he also scored against the Patriots on a third down. Coincidentally. Right in the red zone. It was like deja vu all over again. He comes back. Towards the left side. Tommy puts it only where Isaiah Hodgins can make the play and they score a touchdown. So, you know, that to me was also very encouraging. The chemistry between the quarterback and some of these younger wide receivers. And this shouldn't be a surprise, right? Because the more and more first team reps that Tommy DeVito gets, you
2: figure the more and more he gets comfortable, Russ, with the personnel that he's working with. Oh, no, I I agree with that. I'm just saying, listen, we didn't know. Well, I don't anybody knew you might have been optimistic, at least from the coaching staff list. They saw something that they liked about him, but you didn't know how he he was going to progress. But we we're seeing that the the play that you're talking about, the touchdown to Hodgins. I mean, to me, that was a thing of beauty on both ends, because Hodgins went up and got it. And Tommy put it in a place that Hodgins was the only one who could go up and get it, which Listen, that's the mark of a good quarterback.
1: Well, the thing that you like about the play more than anything else, he kind of used a scramble. He was actually headed in the opposite direction. Look back at Tarzan's quarterback working, and he worked his way back across the field to get back in Tommy's uh, so sight. So he line so he get the ball off to him. That was one. I think Wendell's play coming down on the fleet flicker, jumping back over the defender to catch the ball, made a big difference. He so Wendell's been one of those guys that runs like whip rats little short routes, little, you know, outside screens. So when he keeps running or if he stops and and like moves his head in any direction, the defender immediately starts to look in the backfield and one of those is running by guys. Now, now they're going to have to like pay attention to him the entire time, which is going to put more pressure on him. But it actually stretches the defense a little bit.
0: The flea flicker play, <laughs> you had Robinson matched up with a linebacker, Howard. So I would say a. Tommy noticed that he identified that and B to your point, Robinson knew, okay, I should have a step on this guy because he's not used to being in pass coverage. I'm going to come back towards the football to make a play. And those are the little nuances that I'm talking about that add up over the course of the game. Because if Robinson doesn't come back towards the ball, I don't know what would happen. It's a hypothetical, but maybe that's incomplete. And maybe you don't finish a drive. Maybe you don't get into scoring position. That's why All of these plays that we're talking about, as good as Tommy was, I think the personnel and the offensive line that you pointed out earlier in terms of Russ, Brian Dable giving the offensive line the ball, those things coming together is why right now we're talking about a three-game winning streak.
2: You you know, you talk about Wandel Robinson. uh, People kind of forget this young guy has come back from a serious knee injury. I mean, he's first, you know, he's not 100% yet. He's he's first coming back, but we are seeing how explosive he can be. I, I I mean he he can take the ball and make things happen. And that that pass, uh, both uh, another play, both ends of it. That that pass on a big drive that led to the game winning field goal. What was it? A thirty plus yard, whatever it was. Yards. Catch, yeah, catch and run to Wandell. I mean it was a bullet pass. Wandell gets it. You know, that's what you want. Guys getting it in their hands and then doing something with it. That's why they drafted this kid.
1: Yeah, Another player to remember that did, did a good job. Of, you don't hear his name a lot. It's Bellinger. Bellinger at tight end. There's some great blocks on the edge. And when they threw the ball, to him, he made plays in the, in, the, in the secondary. So I think he got a, you know, first down, a big first down that it was third, nine, and nine. He gets the ball, runs over a guy that gets the first down. He's doing, you know, we we miss Waller. But he's making plays out there and making big plays. He
2: he was doing that last year as well. We saw good mm-hmm. things from him. So, I, I mean, you're right. He's not Waller. We miss Waller. We want him in there. But having said that, you know, having Bellinger as, as the second guy, that's a pretty good second guy to have. We, we liked him last year.
0: Well, because he showed that he could make plays for his quarterback when you don't necessarily have some explosive wide receivers. In the lineup, and they went through that all of last season. So he maybe falls under the radar this season, but still, you forget he's somebody that has some experience and reliability. I think the other element to bring up with respect to the offense is you look know, at the Patriots game, missed field goal, helped them win it. The Commanders game, it was Isaiah Simmons with the pick six. The offense finished this game. The offense had to come out, had to respond. And you were alluding to this, Russ. Saquon coughs up the ball they were in the red zone there was four minutes left he holds on to that ball who knows how this game ends but something tells me they're probably not going to need a walk-off field goal because they're going to milk some clock based on what was happening and put the Packers in a position where they have limited time have to march down the field get a touchdown and convert on the two-point conversion which the Giants defense came through by the way that turned out to be significant because if they make that we're probably going to overtime So that was another huge turning point. But I want to get back to the fact, Howard, the offense is on the field. They need to finish the game. They need to get into field goal range. They need to find a way. And they answered the call. And that's something that was different compared to the previous two wins that I was just referencing.
1: Yeah, I think you have to take a lot of things into consideration. You know, what's going on? Like I said, Green Bay, not blitzing. That's on Green Bay. I think that they were so worried about Hyatt or Slayton getting behind them. They were like, okay, we got to make sure no one just beats us over the top for a long play. We're not going to let that happen. So they kind of laid back in coverage thinking that we'll just keep, you know, keep tackling them. They can't keep making it. Now, the first couple plays were tackles in bounds. Once they start getting out of bounds with the balls, especially like Slayton had a big catch getting out of bounds, that put pressure on Green Bay. And then they have to try to get closer when they miss you know, missed tackles in the backfield, missed sacks, and you give guys a chance to catch and run, you give any anybody with a wide-open catch on the sideline, it's almost impossible to stop them.
0: Well, and the play with Wandell Robinson that we have been talking about throughout the course of this conversation, he was on Keyshawn Nixon. The nickelback was defending him. He got a step on him, and there really wasn't much help on the back <laughs> end. So You're I'm with you, Howard. I'm a bit surprised... You would think coming into this game that Green Bay would have taken a page out of New England's playbook, which is we're going to focus on Saquon Barkley. We know we struggle against the run. We're not going to let him wreck the game, and we're going to force Tommy DeVito to make plays. But you would think maybe you'd mix in a little bit of pressure to make Tommy feel uncomfortable, considering also the Giants personnel groupings that we've been talking about have not necessarily proven that they can consistently make plays.
1: I, I, yeah, yes and no. This is what, what happens is I think Green Bay did that. I think Green Bay kind of like, all right, Tommy's going to have to beat us. He'll have to beat us. You know, we're in zone. But he's still got to beat us. We're, we're not going to blitz. He's going to have to beat us. And what happened was is that you start focusing on Saquon, and then when he pulls the ball out and runs the other way, it adds an element to the game that, that you know, everybody's not looking for. And I, again, healthy quarterback behind him. Now we know that we got like a full backup we can let him run some more and let him use his legs some more. Now you got guys looking at him running, not, not used to seeing him run. Hadn't seen him run in any game so far. That's, that's a new, new, that's a new thing for them. They don't know how to get in the position. He's on top of them before they're thinking about it. And all of a sudden they're, they're, they're in trouble. When you focus on one guy, if you can shut the one guy down, which Belichick is is known to do to try to shut a guy down, it, it makes it harder for, you know, the other guys to beat you. But in this case, Tommy with his legs, they weren't expecting it. It was all over him too quickly. By the time the game is rolling around to the last few minutes of the game, and, and he's, you know, they're waiting for him to run. Guys are actually not rushing or, or trying to come up the field. The four guys are running at him, and the other guys are watching, like, okay, when he comes out, I'll go get him. And it didn't work out for him.
2: Yeah, you, you know, I don't even know, uh, again, if it was a wait and see attitude, but uh, Dave's, mentioned it in the post game that it was adjustment at, at halftime like all of a sudden you saw a lot more of that design stuff for tommy coming in the second half i don't know if it was something that they saw or they just decided to say hey if they're g- gonna do this then we're gonna do that and either way it worked out i i just like to say one other thing you know we've been talking about the poise uh of tommy and and the poise of the team going on that drive but When Saquon fumbled that ball, let me tell you, you could see, and I'm sure you could see it, Howard, he was despondent. He was despondent on the sideline. And all the guys went up to him and told him, we're going to take care of this. We're going to take care of this. That, Mm -hmm. to me, is a big growth aspect of this team. It wasn't just one guy. They were, okay, let's go and do this. You, You weren't seeing that. You didn't know if you'd be seeing that, but you're seeing it, and you're seeing it. With a rookie quarterback who was on a taxi squad uh, uh, on a practice squad a month ago, it's quite something.
1: Well, you see it also because the offensive line has a lot more confidence now, and when they have confidence, it, it kind of breeds through the rest of the offense. The quarterback, yes, has confidence; he has boys, But the offensive line is out there battling and keeping guys off of him. He's not getting sacked, he's not getting hits, he's not going down. So all of a sudden, he's feeling like, okay, I can make a play when the you know the receivers. Aren't giving up on the routes because they think the quarterback's getting sacked. That that helps out. The running backs are able to like to stick their nose in there a little bit and get a little nosy with some of the, the pickups and, and you know some of these guys that were you know big time pass rushers were getting some of the biggest chips in the world from Saquon coming off the edge. He was lifting them off the ground as he went by them. So it's things like that. I think like the Wildcat a couple of times kind of got in, got in their heads because. Wendell was not going to fumble the ball. He ripped it out of Saquon's hand and ran and ran through the gap. But, yeah. were, but the hole was so big when he took the ball and started to run, the entire defense followed Saquon. The second play, Saquon held on to it and wouldn't let him have it, and he got tackled in the backfield for a loss. So the offensive line really picked it up, and if they continue to you know, just play where they played this week, not giving up any, any big pressures, big sacks, uh, unnecessary hits, the Giants will have, you know, have a chance to win games. That's for sure. The defense is all of the zone. If they can stay healthy, guys like Dexter, O'Calari showing up a little bit, helping out. Uh the Thibodeau, of course, is having a great day. The O'Kerake in the middle, playing lights out. Banks on, on the back end and, and and you know, Xavier, they're they're all really showing up and really doing and you know, can't leave out Jackson. You know, he's having he's having an excellent year himself. This this team will have improvement as the year ends up. Again, you you got the Saints, you got the Rams, and then you have the Eagles. You know, and, and Twice. yeah, but unfortunately for for the Giants, you know, and for Giants fans, the Eagles aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. We thought that they would be done by this time of the, of the year and be like getting ready to rest, guys. Now they're in a battle just to stay, you know, not just in in the lead in the NFC, but the, you know, maybe even in the East. So this is going to be interesting.
0: Which also means that the Eagles, to your point, in both games in all likelihood will have all hands on deck and they're Mm -hmm. not going to have the luxury of resting guys because of based on how the standings are playing out and the Cowboys-Eagles are tied and they're battling for the number one seed with the Niners. So the dynamics of the NFC has drastically changed from that
2: standpoint. You you know what? As Dave, Dave likes to say, this is the NFL. Just when you think everything is honky-durry and it's going your way, whether it's the Eagles or somebody else, look at the other Monday night game last night. I didn't even know anything about it. The last time I looked, I was sitting in the press conference, and I'm seeing 27-14, uh, and, and they're up by 13 points with like four minutes to go. The Dolphins lose that game at home it's to the Titans. So, yeah, you know, what shoulda, coulda was supposed to happen doesn't always happen. This is the NFL yeah well
0: tennessee to answer your question scored a touchdown in 26 seconds late in the fourth quarter and they also got a two-point conversion on their first touchdown and when you do that that makes the world of difference and now you don't have to worry about how much limited time is on the clock that was significant
2: hey speaking of two points two-point conversions i don't think we addressed that here how about how big was that that the the Giants stopped that two-point conversion attempt
0: well, I had referenced that earlier. Yeah, go ahead, Howard. What I was saying is the defense doesn't make that stop. We're going overtime with Randy Bullock making that field goal. So guys, that was huge.
1: No offense to Green Bay, bad play call. Bad play call for a two-point conversion. Don't don't run the ball, you know, across the line like you're going to – they've been watching you do misdirection all day. They were following the guy the whole time. It's number 11. Like, you know, all eyes on him. I'd give it the ball to the big guy if you're going to do it, trying to get Dylan in. But if you don't do that, throw the ball in the end zone. They didn't have any chance with that play, none.
0: And those things add up. Listen, Green Bay was two for five in the red zone. Now, that's the other thing that the defense deserves to be commended for. Remember, last season, they had this bend but don't break philosophy, Wink-Martindale's defense. They gave up yardage, right, guys? They struggled in stopping the run. But when teams got inside the 20, the Giants knew how to clean things up. That had not necessarily been the case this season. Green Bay, five opportunities in the red zone to only walk away with two touchdowns and you get the two-point conversion stop. You win by two points. How do you not bring that up? That was a huge element in play. So I think it says a lot about the ability for the Giants defense to shore things up and prevent Jordan Love and Company from executing in those tight spaces when this team had been very effective over the last few weeks, because it was a game where you look at one ride, you look at one possession, you look at one play. Green Bay, I'm sure, is going to be playing the coulda, woulda, shoulda game with a lot of their opportunities because that game was there for the taking. But the Giants' defense did not allow them to capitalize right in that red zone area. I mean, think about it. There was one drive where Green Bay was knocking on the door and the Giants come through with a sack to make it even a longer field goal opportunity. Those things should not go unnoticed because I thought the timely plays, we talked about the individual performances, Howard, gave on mm-hmm. Thibodeau and Deontay Banks how about overall the defense game management game geography that to me was huge and that added a lot up over the course of this contest
1: yeah you know they just they just took a lot of advantage of, of the situations that they were in I think if you're if you're playing against a quarterback who doesn't have his touch or have his have his a game with, with throwing the ball take advantage of it, knock balls down, intercept balls. And they had, they, they left a couple of interceptions out there. Take the ball away as much as possible. When you when you got, you know, they don't have their, their big time back, the most dynamic back out there. They just got two bruisers and load up everybody. Every time he touches the ball, get to them. The, the things that got a little troubling, they got outflanked a couple of times on the outside. With some of those specialty plays and and one time on the big run where, where they scored a touchdown, it, it passed Thibodeau before he could even tell where where the ball was. So, but yeah, but outside of, right. yeah. yeah, without but outside of that, they did a great job of getting the guys, getting guys on the ground. Jackson making great plays out there. Banks made a play on a guy that I thought was you know a forced down stop, but it turns out there was more like he stretched the ball out and touched the pylon. I'm like, no, he didn't. But but after watching on replay, I guess. You know, the the the, the uh, first down line extends to throughout the universe around the globe. So <laughs> you cross it, you cross it. So but but the rest of the game, you know, I was impressed at how quick the defense was, how how they've kind of gone back to that peewee football, everybody, you know, everybody on the tackle kind of moment and it and it looks good. And when they're all there, they make tackles. When they're not, every once in a while, you know, a guy will break free or get, you know, like poor Cordell flat. Uh, trying to tackle the tight end in the middle of the field. Everybody goes, like, he missed the tackle. Like, he's 175 pounds. Give him a break. You know, <laughs> outside of that, they're doing pretty good. And FLOT and has come in and played very well at that slot
2: position. And, you know, just one thing, you know, we haven't mentioned the P word, playoffs, but it is nobody knows what's gonna happen. It's a long, long way down, you know that flickering light at the end of the tunnel. But you know what? The fact that a team was two and eight is five and eight. They're playing with poise and confidence, and they're improving. And, and as Dable says, it's you know, it's co- call it coach speak, but it is true. For as long as I've been covering, and if you play, you know that too. It has to be one game at a time. You start yeah. looking ahead, it bites you right on the you know where.
1: There's only one one element of the game that they they got to find a way to improve, and that's their special teams. They they are so like up and down and sideways with the special teams. they Everybody's got to be on the same page somehow, some way. They got to like review and think about every everything. the The kickoff that goes out of bounds, you, you got to put the foot out of bounds early and, and catch the ball the, when the when the punt returner says scatter. You got to get away from the ball. I know you're trying to protect your guy, make sure one hits him. But when he says scatter, you got to like be looking at him out of the corner of your eye and start to pull off and just let your guy go at that point. So those, those are the two things that I saw that were a little bit troubling. But everything else, you know, they, they did pretty well. on.
0: Yeah, the Lawrence Cager having the ball hit him before it went out of play. And then Bobby McCain, unfortunately, having yeah. the ball hit him, which set up a very short field. Giants mm-hmm. defense, though, which goes back to my Come point up. about red zone, yeah. They allowed the Packers to only score a field goal in that circumstance. That was big because they got the ball right knocking on the door of the goal line. Things could have changed under those circumstances. But to your point, various facets did contribute. They avoided the negative plays on offense. Defense came through. And that makes the world of difference as it adds up to a third straight win for the Giants. And They now turn their attention to the New Orleans Saints as they'll head to the Big Easy on a quick turnaround in Week 15. That is going to wrap up the latest edition of the Giants Hangout. It is presented by Crestron, a proud partner of the New York Giants. Lance Meadow, Howard Cross, Ross Salzberg with you. You can check out the Giants Hangout each and every week on Giants.com, the mobile app, or your favorite podcast platforms. Have a good one.